Hey everyone, we have our very dear friend and like very well-known expert, Mike Goldstein here with us today. Very dear friend, been, been on every single event I've done over the years and we'll, we'll always have fun, right Mike? We have the best time and I'm so excited to be here. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, party time. <laughs> Seriously, you always bring topics that matter, right? Where women are like, they're thinking about this kind of stuff before they go to sleep. Four signs he will never lose interest in you. This is what we're going to talk about today, ladies. So buckle buckle your seatbelt and take a pen um, and, you know what I mean, get a cup of tea and so on and make yourself comfortable because you're in for a treat. But before we do that, so for those of you who live behind the moon, and don't know who Mike is, okay? <laughs> it's just kind of like almost impossible at this point. He's a one-on-one dating and relationship expert, founder of Easy Dating Coach, and he helps men and women make dating and relationships easy. Hello. Dude, I am so excited for this topic. Um, You didn't know this, Antia. I got I to gotta fill you in. Yeah, go for it. But I was engaged two years ago. You do know that. Mm-hmm. But the material we're going over today, if I would have known about it, I never would have been with this woman for three years. Mm. And so this topic is so near and dear to my heart because for anyone who's seen me before, and if you don't know me, I value time. Time is our most valuable asset. And if I knew this stuff, I didn't need to spend three years with the wrong partner that had no business. We had no business being together. And we're going to go over just why that's true today. I love that. What a, what a cliffhanger. So let's go into number one, like the first sign that how he will never lose interest in you. Yes. So number one is, do you have the same talking style? And Literally about two, three years ago, I didn't know what the heck this was. And I didn't know we had different talking styles. But then our colleague, Larry Michael, who's been doing this, I think like 20, 30 years, told me about this. And this blew my mind and made me realize that you need to be with someone with the same talking style. So he broke it into you're basically one of two things. You're either figurative or structural. So what this means is the figurative folks, the way they converse, it's more about the emotion expressed versus the words. Versus structural folks, they are way more concerned about the precise use of their language as opposed to the emotion conveyed. Mm -hmm. So, Antia, which one do you think I am? (laughs) Oh gosh, I, I think you're pretty structured. Well, but what? you're emotional, but you're also emotional. So I, I like I'm thinking out loud. Okay, so you're putting me in the spot here. <laughs> uh, so I would say like how I experience you, right? Like I know that you're emotional. So I actually feel like like a mix because you also have like an engineer brain too. Ah, that was smart. You know what I mean? So that's why I felt like hmm, I, I feel like you're sort of in the middle. Yeah, I'm much more figurative and I'm much more comfortable figurative because I'm less concerned about what words and more about what emotion I'm putting out. Mm. Um, so for example, to make this really simple, if you and I were hanging out and I got hungry, I could say to you, Antia, I'm starving. And as a figurative person, I'm just conveying that I'd like to eat. Mm-hmm. But a structural person, they could not say they're starving 
unless literally they are about to die if they do not eat anything. They would have to say, it would be great if I could have something to eat right now. Mm-hmm. I would like to eat. So they're very precise in their word use. Does that make sense? Oh, okay. Yes, yes, totally, totally. Uh, I've taken the same test with Larry Michael, but I'm just like, you know, you know remembering all of the pieces. So um, <clears throat> I feel like I'm definitely more emotional because I feel like I'm, feel like it's, little exaggerated I don't think I'm really starving but I use that word <laughs> a lot so I'm like ah, oh, I'm, I'm figurative too you know yes you are definitely figurative and that's why we get along yeah <laughs> but I want you to think about this have you and for the viewers watching this have you ever like had a conversation with someone and just been exhausted like mm-hmm. oh my god that was so draining talking to them mm-hmm. you know what I'm talking about Antia mm-hmm Mm-hmm. And you know what that is? It's when you talk to someone that has a different talking style because mm-hmm. it takes so much more of your concentration to figure out what they mean. Because like normally, since I'm figurative, I look at your emotions. I'm like, oh, auntie is happier. Auntie is portraying this versus when I'm with a structural person. I'm like, OK, Mike, concentrate. What words are coming out of their mouth? Mm-hmm. And so when you're in partnership Imagine when you're talking about the intricacies of your relationship and your boundaries and all these things and how confusing it could be if you're not speaking the same language. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Literally, you're not speaking the same language, like literally, right? It's like, you don't understand me. You know, I I watched my parents do that. I would be like in the back of the car. I was like, you know, I was eight years old, right? And I would literally watch them talk next to each other, like totally miss each other. And I'm like, I think that that. I don't know what's going on, right? I'm looking at my brother. I'm like, do you you see what I'm seeing? They're like, they're not even connecting. They're not getting each other. So absolutely. So yeah, really making sure that you have the same talking style. So so let's bring an example. So when you go on a date, right? Like how you can quickly figure that out. There's certain questions you can ask because women always ask me online dating, which is of course your specialty, right? Can they do certain things? right away? Should I maybe put it in the online dating profile? So let's talk about a little bit more what that would look like practically. Yeah. I mean, it can be tough at some point, like you could almost ask them, be like, Hey, I saw this interesting video and it explained that there's two talking styles and you explain it to them real quick. And then you ask, and then just ask them, like, do you think you're more concerned about word structure or more concerned about the emotion you portray when you speak? I think it would be like, I felt like I needed examples, but yeah. So like either asking that because some men, if they're structured, they will understand that. (laughs) You know what I mean? But if they're figurative, they're probably like, can you give me an example? That's true too, isn't it? Like that when you ask figurative people, they will ask more for an example versus structured ones. They will literally just give you the answer. Um, Sometimes. Okay. Let me tell you this story. (laughs) may help. Ladies, we're like, Mike and I would love to argue, you know, it's it's great. (laughs) All right. So, Antia, I had this client, right? Yeah. And she got upset with her live-in boyfriend. And she goes, I am so over this relationship. I'm done. And so he goes in the other room, starts packing a suitcase, and he's literally about to walk out the door, Antia. And she comes running in and she goes, what are you doing? And he's like, well, I'm leaving. You said the relationship's over. And she goes, no, 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 no. Like, I'm just upset with you. I'm just upset, but like, I still love you and I want to work on this. <laughs> so he was obviously structural and she yeah. was figurative. And so there was the problem. 
Ah, so did he unpack his suitcase? He did. Okay, good. <laughs> but That's ultimately, I don't, I don't think it would be very challenging. It's very challenging for you to have those relationships with mm -hmm. the wrong person. So I would highly, highly suggest finding someone with the same talking style. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think mean, we must, Rudy and I, we must have the same one then. I need to ask Polly about that. Okay, anyways, we're moving along. Number two, second sign that he'll never lose interest in you. So number two um, is, are you best friends? And what I mean by this is, you know, all those science experiments that really come into um, the professional world that say, our attention can last for an hour and a half. And then we're just like, too much. I want you to think about the dates and the times when you spend with someone where you just like are rambling on, you lose track of time, and you're just so happy to be conversing with this person. That's what partnership should look like. It should really be your best friend, where if you're doing mundane activities, like going to get groceries, going to get your hair cut, like they should be fun because this is your best friend. Mm-hmm. And you should be looking for that. Not a lover, a best friend that turns into a lover. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's it's kind of like really loving not only the who, the personality, right, but also the what, the energy of that person, right? Because the energy is like within that energy, you can do anything you want, any mundane task. Yeah, totally, totally. And and one thing that I told Brody early on, I have a really great example of that. I said, you know what my favorite thing about you is? And he's like, what? He's like... Well, I don't just love you. I like you. That's so important. I think, yeah, that, that's beautiful. Hmm. Like He thought so too. He thought it was, he was very like moved by that. We, we rush into these relationships, right, Antia, where it, it becomes immediately like we're dating, we're in a romance. Mm -hmm. We need to slow down a little bit and see if there's a friendship first. Mm -hmm. Because if, Think about how many times we get into these relationships, right? And then you see these terrible divorces yeah, where they just like are murdering each other. That was figurative. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Figuratively murdering each other. And it's a horrible divorce. And you know why? It's because they're not treating each other like friends at that point. Mm -hmm. And that's because they never built the foundation of we are friends. It was just a romance. Mm -hmm. So we always say like marry someone you wouldn't mind getting divorced to. Well, the foundation is first becoming friends. So then you've got, you know, this nice ground laid out for your future romance. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. And it also it builds trust, right? Romance doesn't build trust, right? Romance builds passion, but friendship builds trust. So that actually what, what makes it actually sustainable. I don't think romance without, without trust and without friendship is sustainable. And, and that's what you were just bringing as an example. No, romance thrives on on sex and having fun, and which is great. But it, like you said, like how can you have a relationship without trust? Speaking of sex, what's number three? <laughs> oh wow! Look at yeah, you. I mean, look That's at me. Intro. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, wait a minute, I got I got to grab that one. That that was like a great transition. <laughs> So this is also from Larry Michael, and this is, do you want to have sex the same way? And this is so vital. So let me tell you a story, Antia. Um, 
they're like the best storytellers. Ladies, okay. if you haven't been to Mike's YouTube channel yet, like he, he has the best story, seriously. <laughs> well, thank you. So let's backwards to my fiance. So we were living together and Antje, we were having sex. Let's call it once a week. Mm-hmm. And I'm in my lower thirties at that point. And my sex drive should be great. Her sex drive should be great. Mm-hmm. Once a week as fiancés living together. Not great. And we've, you know, that's only a few years into our relationship. Right. And, you know, she was looking at me and she's like, can we have sex more? And I didn't want to. And I want to tell you, Antia, she was so gorgeous. She looked like a supermodel. She was 5'11", like everything looked great. Trust me. Mm-hmm. Beautiful woman. But what I then found out because of Larry is we were two different types in terms of how we wanted to have sex. Mm. So I want to outline there's a physical type and a mental emotional. Mm. The physical type, which we think all men are, but I was not this, and actually 50% of the population is not this, is like um, like a blowtorch. Like, I'm horny. Like, you look at someone beautiful, time to have sex. Mm-hmm. And everyone thinks that's what men are. They're like, hot woman, sex. But the other side is actually mental, emotional. And these folks get turned on by connection, mm-hmm. by chatting, by talking, by doing an activity. Mm-hmm. And I want to continue on this story. I went with my fiance um, to Europe, to Prague and Budapest and some other place, uh, Vienna. Anyway, we had sex every single day. So there's nothing wrong with our sex drive, but every day we were doing something great and we were exploring and we were bonding. Mm-hmm. So that made me realize, oh crap, I'm mental, emotional, and she's physical. So I needed activities to want to have sex. Mm. Uh-huh. So this is vital when picking your partner. You need to talk the same language and you need to want to have sex the same way, or there is going to be some big problems about going the distance. Does that make sense? Totally, totally. And, and you have, will have to be much more intentional, right? You have to put in more effort. So like we could create some, you know, some changes and connections once we would know that, but it would take more effort, right? And then again, over a long period of time might also exhaust the relationship, right? Because if you always have to be like, you have to be conscious of something and you have to do it and it starts to feel like a chore, right? Or we can't forget, we need to provide this for Mike or we need to provide this for the fiance. Um, it kind of also takes away the, the passion and romance too. It, it would for me, like if I can difficult. be myself and yeah. I always have to remember stuff, you know what I mean? Like that's not fun. No, you want to make dating and relationships easy. This isn't something like, let's make this harder. Mm-hmm. And let me find a partner that challenge. No, find a partner that has a lot of things similar to you so that it's easy and you have fun with them. And the most important piece is you only get one person. Mm-hmm. You know, Antia picked Brody. After seeing a lot of frogs, she found her prince. You don't, you know, you only get one. So you might as well be extremely selective so that you get an amazing man, which is what Brody is. Mm-hmm. So be patient mm-hmm. and wait till you get you know everything aligned. 
You know, that's that's what I always say too, right? It's actually like when your girlfriends say to you, oh, you're so picky and you'll never find somebody. Great, tell them, stick to it. Yeah, I'm picky. Guess what? I'm never going to see anybody ever again. You know what I mean? I'm never going to have sex with anybody else again. So I better be picky. <laughs> you know what I mean? This person better keep me motivated <laughs> to stay monogamous. You know what I mean? Like, I, I mean, it's true. That's what I told my girlfriends. Yeah, it's insane. Like our divorce rate is over 50% the first go. And I think the second go, it's like 70%. Yeah. That is terrible, terrible numbers. Like, yeah, take your time. Let's get this right. Right. Let's get it right. Totally. Um, and let's talk, speaking of language, so we have another one, number four. Number four, the sign that he'll never lose interest in you. Yeah, this is from, <laughs> um, I'm sure a lot of you have heard of this before. This is Gary Chapman's book. Are you speaking the same love language? Mm -hmm. um, this is quite important. Um, for those of you who have not read his book, I'll summarize it in under 30 seconds. Five love languages, five ways we want to either receive or give love. And they're words of affirmation, acts of service, gifts, quality time, and touch. Most people um, are have one main one and maybe a secondary. Auntie, do you know what my primary is? Um, let me think. Oh, you told me words. Yes. Yeah. You should see my YouTube channel. Like I've, <laughs> I've got them trained now though. Like they're like, Mike, that video was so good. And I'm just like sitting here like, oh, I'm so happy. <laughs> Thank you for the compliment. I'm a 10 out of 10 words of appreciation. So if you tell me I'm doing a good job, I'm just like, Thank oh. you. Oh. Um, versus if you gave me like a gift, I'd be like, you know, I'm a zero out of 10 for gifts. I'd be like, oh, thanks. That's cool. I don't care about that. So yeah. you need to find out what your partner is mm -hmm. so that you can, you know, give them what they want. You know, it's so, it's so interesting because Brody's this acts of service, right? So he loves me to like cook for him and give him a massage and, and mine is like touch, but Brody's secondary is touch. So that's another thing I want to just quickly um talk about is like the hierarchy of them right so that like if they're not the top one they have to be in the top the first top two or so so if if your number one is his number five Houston we have a problem right this was by by the way figuratively you know so. <laughs> yeah yeah no that was perfect and you're so right like I yeah. can't tell you the problem like so we talk about the different sexes in the last one yeah if you have someone who's a one or a two touch and then someone who's a four or five touch, those folks are not compatible. Yeah, I know. And I, I have, I had a conversation with a girlfriend and she's like, and so this is like, this is then the kind of relationship where it has to be this effort, right? Cause he has to like constantly remember, oh yeah, she loves touch. Cause for him, it's also X of service, but his touch is way further down than Brody's is. And so I'm like, wow, babe, you're going to be it's going to be an interesting ride. You know what I mean? Because if you add on some stressors or if you add on complexity in life, you know, like you'll be left so often with like disappointment because like the guy is going to love you the way he wants to be loved because <laughs> that's what we all go to. Right. Yeah. And, you know, we always talk about the push and the pull in a relationship, right, Antia? Mm -hmm. And your poor girlfriend, like she's going to be pushing like, oh, please come touch me. Please come do this. And the guy's like, oh, why she keep nagging me about something I don't really care about? And she's like, well, why can't he just touch me? This is so important to me. 
Like, why do you want to have that combative relationship when you could have someone where it's more in sync? Right. And I think that actually from a practical standpoint is actually easy to find out in the beginning stages when you talk to somebody online. It's so playful, right? Like, hey, which one are you? Oh, yeah. It's so, and, you know, I think on Hinge, one of the things is what is your love language? So you could even read a profile oh. and see it. Oh, okay, cool. Awesome. I saw it like in like, uh, what was it called? Not made at first sight, second chances. Uh, she was actually giving the guys the book and then <laughs> they all came back and they were all excited about it. You know, like, oh my gosh, I'm this. And what are you? <laughs> so that's the other thing too for the women, right? They think, oh, I don't want them to feel uncomfortable. But I, what I find is a lot of men actually love to learn about themselves. Would you support that, Mike? Absolutely. Like, especially for the women that are in this self-improvement space and love doing this stuff, your partner ideally should be somewhat into it or maybe just as excited as you. Like we're looking for someone on the same playing field. Mm -hmm. Sorry, let me back up. Okay. (laughs) You can't say the wrong thing to the right person. Mm -hmm. So whatever you need, whatever you desire, whatever question you want to ask, just go for it. You can't say the wrong thing to the right person. So if it is the wrong person, they're going to exit stage left. If it's the right person, they're going to be like, yes, I've read that book like 10 times. It's so important to me. These are my languages. What are yours? Like that person's going to come towards you. The wrong person is going to right away. Yeah. And just really letting go of this fear of inadequacy or that you did something wrong. Right. So let's summarize the four, again, the four signs. Oh, yeah. All right, ladies. (laughs) You have the same talking style. Um, You're either figurative or structural. Are you best friends? Can you talk more than 1.5 hours together and just go wild and have a great time? Number three, do you want to have sex the same way? Number four, are you speaking or, or, excuse me, are you the same love language? I love it. I love it. And do you have like an inspiring story uh, of one of your maybe even a recent, recent clients, cause you know, uh, you share a lot of them. Um, and that really helped how that really helped them to uncover that for themselves and how it really helped them to turn their boat around. Oh boy. Um, I had a client who was trying to date a structural person and we quickly realized this and she was figurative <clears throat> and she was like, it's just so hard to communicate to him. She had um, like a tough day at work with her boss and she's trying to tell him and he was just getting frustrated with her. One, he was trying to solve the problem, but two, he was getting frustrated because she was conveying emotion and he was listening to her words and it didn't make any sense to him. So it was just a big mess. And ultimately, well, you know, we all talk about our success stories. This was a little different. This was a, we need to get rid of this person, which mm-hmm. is also a success story mm-hmm. because it just, it was so hard for them to chat with each other. Nothing was wrong with each individually, but it was just, they weren't good together. Totally. Totally. Yeah. That's so important. And that makes her even more available to the right person. So I know that you have a free gift for the women who want to continue on the journey, want to hear more stories, more examples, and and more support. Yeah, I love this free gift um, because it makes it super simple to see if a guy is into you. Um, so past this stuff, this is the qualify. Does he qualify is what we did today. And now that he qualifies, is he deadly serious about you is what my free gift is. Mm-hmm. So you're dating and like, 
all right, this guy is serious. He's not going anywhere. He's all about me. So this is four signs he's falling in love with you. Um, if these four exist, you're in good shape. If they don't, be careful. Yeah, right. Like, okay. <laughs> like backtrack, you know. <laughs> let's let's go. Let's go the opposite direction. Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you so much, ladies. As usual, the link will be right below this video. Mike, always fun chatting with you. I learned so much today. I always have a blast. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. This was fun. Oh, totally, totally. All right, ladies, I'll talk to you next time. Take care.